Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Energized by Celsius on a victory Tuesday, I'm John Ledger from PewterReport.com. With me today is Scott Reynolds of PewterReport.com. And we are here to offer our final thoughts on Bucks Giants for the Monday Night Football game from last night, which hopefully you got a lot of our analysis in the pregame show, the in-game live stream, and the post-game podcast as well. Because of the holiday and because of the short week coming off the Monday night game, we are going to flip the script pretty quickly to the Indianapolis game and even preview that matchup a little bit for you um, today on the show. So I'm excited about that. We're also going to talk about whether we trust this Bucks team or not moving forward. That's been something that we're up in the air with. But Scott, first, I got to kick off today's show uh, in Thanksgiving fashion. And I've got to ask you point blank. If you're building a Thanksgiving dish, and I didn't tell him about this ahead of time. Either. Oh boy, this is so brand spanking new. This is this yeah. is, and I didn't give you any warning at all. So this is just yes. gonna be right off the top of your head. If you're building a Thanksgiving dish, give me your top two sides for a Thanksgiving dinner. Top oh, two sides. If you could choose anything you want for a side for Thanksgiving dinner, this is important. This determines a lot about the future of Peter Report. Yeah, I, I'm a glutton for carbs, so. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go ma- mashed potatoes and gravy with the turkey, okay, okay. and yeah, then sweet potatoes. And sweet potatoes. Okay, yes. so two potato types. Both we're going to double starch it. We, we're, we're trying to get, we're trying to start the coma as quickly as possible. Okay. We, we already have the tryptophan from the turkey that's going to get that, that process started. That's true, yep. We need to be on the couch, passed out within 30 minutes after dessert, like, Okay. At, at, at the bare minimum. So you don't, you have no interest in the, what, what, when are you eating Thanksgiving dinner? Is it turkey? Two? Okay. I mean, when, what time of the day? Is oh, it like night or is it like, we usually time? eat, we usually eat like kind of a lunchtime, like around okay, one so, o'clock or so. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you have no interest in the second half or probably the first half of the Bears Lions game. Like it's just not, <laughs> not this year. No. <laughs> Looking uh, at this, you really at this don't lineup see... of horrible football games on Thanksgiving. No. Well, I... the second two games will be all right, maybe, but the first game is going to be. Yeah. just terrible i think it's who is this dude starting for the lions now i don't even know i don't think jared goff's playing it's gonna be like andy dalton against somebody somehow worse just yeah. like decidedly worse than andy dalton it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be great i'll give my two side dishes here I, I i appreciate the love for mashed potatoes my my wife's a big mashed potato fan yeah i'll take mashed potatoes out i'll keep sweet potatoes in because it depends how you make them but if you we make them with this like um, and my mother-in-law does it it's unbelievable like this syrupy glaze of course it goes over yes. them with, with a bunch the, of sugar um, and yeah marshmallows yeah. As, and it's, as it's like a healthy syrup to be honest so like it's good for you but like yeah. whatever right but <laughs> whatever doesn't matter <laughs> but yeah you're exactly right it's but they're very good and then i'm i'm throwing mac and cheese out there and i'm doing it not just because Wait, you're throwing it out like no i'm putting it out there like no it's good it's good. It's good. For Thanksgiving? Yes, absolutely. What, what are you doing? Out there today no. Mac and cheese. Mac and it's cheese is like any time dish. Oh it's not for gosh. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a special occasion. But at least you like mac and cheese. Matt Judon's out there talking to yeah. me like he thinks it's trash. I, will I do say like, this, you have I do like green bean casserole too. But Ooh, the, I'm not the a green bean casserole guy. We make green bean casserole like all the time. I had some green bean casserole last week, so. That's, I mean, I know mashed potatoes are an everyday thing too. But. I will say this. If the stuffing is done right, it's the best side dish. But if it's not, it can be like way down. That's there. true. Yeah. So it really depends how the stuffing's done. Okay. Yeah. There's our thoughts on, on Thanksgiving quickly to Excellent. start off the pod. We do have, we have a lot we're going to roll through today. Obviously, we have a lot. And it starts, it starts with our, with our title sponsor over at Celsius. Scott Celsius powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. I'm rocking the orange sickle. What do you have there? I've got the Fuji apple pear. Just crack oh. the can. Going to sip it right now. Okay, great. The Fuji apple pear, and that's sustaining us today. Listen, here's the thing, Bucks fans. If you don't know about it, uh, you got to know about it because Celsius, they've got a million great flavors. Look at all these flavors. Fuji apple pear, yes. orange, wild berry, watermelon, tropical vibe, peach vibe. They've got so many different flavors. There's no sugar in these energy drinks. There's no crash. They sustain you with healthy energy accelerates metabolism burns body fat it's a type of energy drink you want to be investing and you want to be getting not some of the other energy drinks that are out there and the taste i cannot say enough good things and that's what's made celsius growing so fast in popularity is how good the taste is especially considering how healthy it is too so definitely check out celsius you can click the banner ads over at peterreport.com 
uh, and check out Celsius or go to Celsius.com. Use the store locator. Find out where they are selling uh, this delicious goodness uh, near you as well. All right, Scott, let's talk about this game. We got an opportunity here now was the Bucs uh, improve themselves, what improved to seven and three on the season. And now they get ready to take on an Indianapolis Colts team uh, that is jumped to six and five. And we'll talk about the Colts in a second here, but I just am curious as you've had time to reflect on this game against the Giants, closing thoughts that you have as we kind of flip the script a little bit on this game, turn the page on this game a little bit, closing thoughts from that contest. And then whether you trust the Bucs or not moving forward, two losses, you know, enveloped around the bye week. And, and now do you trust them off of this one game or do you need to see more? I need to see more, especially next next week, which is rapidly approaching. It's Tuesday. We're talking about Sunday's game in Indianapolis. The key word there is in, as in away, as in road. As in not at Raymond James. <laughs> not at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, Raymond James Stadium is home sweet home. And the funny thing is the Bucks have really flipped the script. It's something Bruce Arians has been preaching since day one, John, since he took over as head coach of this team in 2019. If you win all your home games and split on the road, you're you're in the playoffs, you might have won your division, and you're having a home game, right? So like that's that's the goal, right? During the, the 16 game schedule, it was you know, that would get you to 12 and four. That's that's a playoff record, right? Mm-hmm. That gets you in the postseason. The funny thing is this team didn't listen to Bruce Arians until this year because in his first year they won two home games and they went 5 and 3 on the road. So they're actually a, an incredible road team during that 7 and 9 season in 2019 when Jameis Winston was the quarterback when Tom Brady got here they got better at home they were 5 and 3. But they were even better on the road John they were 6 and 2. These were the road warriors last year, six and two in the regular season. Then you win three straight playoff games on the road, right? So you win way more uh, away games than you do home games. Yeah. And it's just like, holy smokes. Uh, now this team can't buy a, a quality road win. They've had two. If they were, if they were to play the Patriots this Sunday, I don't know that they would beat the Patriots the way that they're playing right now. Hmm. Patriots are a really good team. The Bucks. Went up there and eked out a 1917 win. They had a, a lead against a, a younger Eagles team that really wasn't feeling itself quite yet. Mm. They let it evaporate and, and it turned into a 28 to 22 win, a six point margin. Then wow, we've you're trying thought, to pull me into a Brady Belichick conversation, and I'm just no, not I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm just saying it's like I don't trust this team on the road, not yet, because they're two and three now at Raymond James Stadium. I'll I'll keep picking them as, as the day is long, but yeah, I well, just don't know quite yet. They're, this is a, a Jekyll and Hyde team this year. Yeah, I agree. They have not played up to their level of ability yet. I. I don't, I'm not fully back at trusting them. So I will say first that I agree with you. However, this week is huge to me because you're facing a red hot team with a lot of confidence that's well coached, that is one five of six. And the only loss was in overtime. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you're facing, and you're doing it on the road. That's the other thing. You're doing it on the road. If you, if, if the Bucks can get a win this week and in and a, and a fairly convincing win, I think I'll be back. I think I'll be back in. Yes, if they lose, I will too. You won't. You won't get me until the end of the season. <laughs> like, right. We'll see. If they were on the table after they lose, maybe. But like that'll be it. But this is a big one. I think this one. This should be a win. The way they match up well, even though the Colts are hot, favors the Bucks. I think um, the way the Colts play defense favors the Bucks. And we'll talk about all this as we get into the show. But I, I am not fully believed. Here's why: the Giants. It was at home. You mentioned that, which the Bucks have played well in all season. Okay, so you expect right. that. The Giants are a train wreck. They fired Jason Garrett today. It was apparent yes. during that game about <laughs> three drives into the game that they yeah. might fire him at halftime. But um, he was he's horrible. He's been horrible. It was brutal. They have a lot of talent, but they just haven't done anything all year. So that's a sure uh, fire sign of, of a bad coach. Um, you know, he that that's a problem. Their head coach is a problem. Their culture is a problem. They, everything. The Giants are just a problem, period. They're just one big, giant, massive problem, not living up to expectations. And so the Bucs took care of business, which they should, and they did it convincingly, which they should. It's a great step in the right direction. I'm especially very encouraged with how the defense played. They're getting healthier. Bruce Arian said today, it sounds like Vita Vea is going to be back this week against the Colts. That is huge because of yes. how the Colts are on the football, obviously. Even though the Bucs are still a good run defense without him, obviously it helps having him out there. 
this matchup I can't wait to get into with you in a few minutes here, but having Vea back for it specifically is great. Carlton Davis's window to practice may open this week as well, Scott. That would give him 21 days to return to practice. Probably not a quick turnaround to play in Indianapolis, yeah. but Atlanta, that would be a possibility, and Buffalo would be likely, I would say, at that point uh, in week 14. So good news for the defense. If that group can get back to 100%, maybe I'm I'm ready to buy in a little bit more, Scott, because I believe in the offense, even when they shoot themselves in the foot, can put up 30. Yeah, I just need to know the defense is going to have their back like they did in that Packers game when the offense went out in the second half and had three turnovers in a row defense had their back that was obviously very abnormal yeah. for the offense and defense had their back in that situation john you mentioned it last night on the podcast and i'm really believing it I'm, I'm buying what you're selling which is mike edwards in the slot over ross cockrell look at us we're chugging these celsius on cameras that's how tired we are after last night oh, you know man. it's like <laughs> oh man oh, these late night games <laughs> but i'm but here's the thing uh Having a playmaker like Mike Edwards in there, and, and Arians even said it today, having a bigger body inside, right? having a safety body, playing with that three-safety alignment, yep. um, it, it really gives the Buccaneers, I think, some some better flexibility. Edwards is a better tackler than Ross Cockrell, and we saw Sean Murphy bunting as a better tackler than either Dee Delaney, Richard Sherman, Pierre Desaire, and that matters because what, what happens is then is if you tackle better, you're getting teams off the field on third down, the Giants converted one third down. They were one of 11 on third downs. That's how really good the Bucks defense was on third down. And, and it was the exact opposite of what we saw against Washington, where Washington was churning out those third down conversions because they were third and one, third and two, third and three. It was much more difficult for the Giants to convert those. And I think that the improved tackling from having Sean Murphy bunting in the lineup mm. and Mike Edwards instead of Ross Cockrell in the lineup really helped the secondary play. And you saw it in the lack of yards after a catch, the way the Bucks mm -hmm. rallied to the ball and got those guys on the ground. Kadarius Tony was the leading receiver. He only had 40 yards receiving. So I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, I agree. And I just think having Mike Edwards out there is, is just so smart. If teams are going to, pick you apart underneath and that's how they're going to try to attack you. And by the way, it is remarkable for all the criticism of the Bucks defense this season. They have just kept a lid on it, man. Like, like nothing down <laughs> yeah. the field. I mean, like nothing's yeah. got, it's just crazy how much they've limited opposing teams in terms of big chunk plays down the field this season. We just, I mean, other than the Rams game, we just haven't seen it. And so that's, right. um, that, that's a great sign for the Bucks defense moving forward, obviously, but, uh, it's going to be very important that they get opportunistic players in that underneath zone coverages. Adding Edwards in there has made a big difference already. So like the fact that he's out there, um, there will be matchups. Teams will find him. They'll try to exploit him. Bucks will have to counter. He's not going to be a fit for every player, every scenario out there. But it, it's been a great counter punch over the last couple of weeks, I think. Uh, William Butler with the $5 Super Chat. We greatly appreciate this, William. He says, so is AB playing Sunday or nah? Bruce Arians was pretty nondescript about that one. He seemed optimistic about Vea, optimistic about Carlton Davis practicing this week. Seemed like Ali Marpet's injury is not going to be serious, and his degree of pain will basically determine, kind right. of, in, to some degree at least, whether he'll be able to functionally play this week. But seems sounds like it'd be pretty likely, at least for Atlanta game, he'd be back. It not doesn't sound like an injured reserve situation. AB is the one that I'm not still not sure about. I mean, he he made it clear that it's gonna. It sounds like AB is gonna practice this week. Yeah. Um, whether he's available or not, or how healthy he is, kind of remains to be seen, Scott. And and right. he didn't sound pessimistic, but yeah. I I I think he's gonna play in the Atlanta game. I think that's the next time we'll see him. What do you think? Hey, I think you're right, and I think having Gronk back, being able to go wire to wire with that that game and come out of it feeling good. Six catches, 71 yards. I, I think that, that that's enough to help the Bucks passing attack in Indianapolis. Having Mike Evans is playing as well as he is, Chris Godwin playing as well as he is, and now Gronk, because we saw the drop-off, right? We saw, you know, Tyler Johnson's been good in spurts, but not that good lately. Brashard Perryman really has not been a guy that has stepped up and been anything like what we saw from him at the end of the 2019 season. Yeah. Jalen Darden's Jalen Darden, right? Uh, right. Scott Scotty Miller, it's interesting because I didn't get a a full throated endorsement from Bruce Arians about Scotty Miller. It's like, well, we use him if you know we feel like there's matchups in the mm -hmm. right package. So I wouldn't count on Scotty Miller, even though he's brought back to the active roster 
and will probably dress. I, I just don't know that he's going to be that much of a factor. I, I like him, John. You like him too. He's he's been a difference maker, and certainly in the postseason with that huge catch at New Orleans with the huge touchdown at Green Bay. He's got a rapport with Tom Brady that I, I think even Tyler Johnson and certainly Darden and, and Perriman don't have. Yeah, I mean um, that's that's a big part of this, right? Like Darden and Perryman just don't look ready. Don't look. I mean, even just having a competent number four. Yeah, you know, I looked this up the other day because I thought it was interesting, Scott. But the number four receiver, whoever that's been on a given game yeah. for the Bucks, has played nine or more snaps in every game but one this season, and hmm. that was the Washington game. So they did not right. have anybody they trusted for that role in that Washington game. It was a big factor. Tyler Johnson just has not played well the last couple of weeks. It's not his fault necessarily. He's just kind of limited. He just you know, yeah. He's more of a wide receiver four, I think, moving forward. That's going to be his best role. And I think having Scotty Miller back, even if he only plays 10 to 12 snaps. Sure. And by the way, Prairman got 18. Is it 18 the other night? And some of those were obviously yeah. garbage time. But I think if he got 18, what eight of those were garbage time, I think, you know, then Scotty can probably get 10 to 15 still. And and he only needs one. That's the thing with Scotty. That's right. You know, Perryman, that's, right. that's what he's thinks supposed to be. Only need one. He drops the one, though. He drops the touchdown. Yes. Yeah, Scotty's made that catch. So I do think it makes a difference him coming back. Like it's, I don't think it can hurt, obviously. And it has the potential to really help because we've seen it so many times from Scotty. One play is all he needs. Four catches in the playoffs. Two of That's the most right. memorable plays of the playoffs, though. I mean, yeah, and it was like that all season for him. He's he's a one trick pony, really, in right. the minds of the Bucks coaches. They're not going to come out and say it, but he's he's just right. a vertical guy. It's going to limit, you know, his offers in free agency. It's going to limit maybe he and even returning to Tampa when his contract is up. But that one trick pony, John, all it takes from him is one big play, right? And he's delivered that. In postseason, in the regular season, the, the touchdown catch against the Vikings. Yep. You know, you and I were there watching that. That was a lifeless Buccaneer mm-hmm. offense until that that uh, spark play right there. So he's capable of doing that. I like the fact that this game's on turf too. It just allows him to get those cleats dug into the ground a little bit more, and he's a, a tick faster, I think, on Boy, turf than he is like that, yeah. on the grass. And um, fastest surface in the NFL, they say, right? Isn't it it, it is. Oil? It's Indy. Yeah. So, yeah, so. <laughs> so we, we shall see what's going to transpire there. But I, again, going back to the point, I think having Gronk in the middle of the field, along with, with the, a, with the, not DB, with uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, I think it's going to be enough. I agree offense. with you that it, it should be enough regardless of what Scotty Miller does. And even if AB doesn't play in this game, the Colts are not a, vaunted secondary even built like uh some of the other secondaries they played even recently uh the, yeah. you know the highly paid james bradbury highly played paid adory jackson even if you go to washington highly played william jackson highly paid kendall fuller that's really not how the colts have been built xavier rhodes has struggled rocky sin has been all over the place they didn't yeah. they have kenny moore in the slot is actually their best corner uh for sure so it's a very different situation than a lot of other teams that they've been facing recently. Right. And so, uh, and yeah, you, you know what? Up in the air. And you're talking about the Colts, right? Let's throw out some numbers here. Yeah. The Colts are averaging 28.3 points per game at home this year, while they're allowing 27.8 points per game. So that's that's over the, the course of the year. Now, listen, those first three games for the Colts were rough, right? They, yeah. they started off the, the year 0-3. They've been a much different team and a much better team over the last six games. Where they've they've gone five and one down the stretch, and now these are numbers both home and away. But during that last six games, Indianapolis is up their scoring average to thirty three point five points per game, while giving up an average of nineteen point five. So that's that's home and away. But that's that's the Colts team the Bucks are going to be facing, not the team that went zero three to start the season. And so you see that point differential there. They're they're averaging about. 14 points in terms of scoring margin better than their opponents. You know, they've had some blowout wins and, and the most recent one was the one on Sunday at Buffalo, which was the most impressive win they've had this season. Right. Absolutely. They have been a team that has definitely turned things around and it starts again. I just think it's a good culture. It's a good, they have good leaders in a lot of key places. This is not a, a floundering situation like the bears, like the giants, two teams that the bucks have pretty much blown out even when they're not doing everything right, they've still pretty much blown them out uh, in those yeah. games. This is not going to be that situation. You're going to have to battle a little bit here. Uh, the, the the disclaimer is always the Carson Wentz situation, which we'll talk about in a second. It, it's like the ticking time bomb. You never know when it's going to go crazy. 
The thing is, is Carson Wentz, you, you look at, at the numbers, and, and again, the stats don't always tell the story, right? Because uh, just as one of our astute Buccaneer fans points out, uh, just me, poo shimmy, why is Brady so unlucky with interceptions, right? You look at Tom Brady's interceptions, and, and the, the, the one to Evans, the one to Darden against Washington, clearly not his fault. Mm-hmm. It should be fumbles rather than interceptions. But then you look at, at Carson Wentz, He's thrown 18 touchdowns this year, only three interceptions, right? And it's like he's right. got this, this you know, uh, this moniker of being a, a turnover machine, but it really hasn't happened to that degree yet. He only has three picks. Now he's got some fumbles, but but he's not been a, a Daniel Jones type guy where he's just going to cough the ball up a couple times. Right? Yeah, it's. The Brady situation is is getting to be ridiculous. Like I tweeted about it today, and you you can't tweet about Brady's interception numbers without getting both extremes. Like my mentions are just a complete yes. war zone right now. Like if I <laughs> if I had you log into my Twitter right now, Scott, I'd have you like get protection on your phone first because that's right. like how absurd it is. On my t- I just tweeted Brady's thrown eight interceptions this season, and five of them are just point blank, no question about it, not Tom Brady's fault. And right. Yeah, you have people there. Oh, nobody wants to hear this excuses for Brady. Nobody else gets these excuses. I'm like, yeah. this is literally a stat. PFF yeah. has them with four turnover worthy throws on the season, and they count the one against the Saints where Godwin got held because they don't delve into the officiating stuff. I, I right. get it. I understand why, but we can do that because we're just looking at one player, and yeah. we know that that's clearly hold. Aaron's called it out. It's clearly hold, no question, and that shouldn't have been an interception. So he's got three picks that are really on him this season, and three right. have been just straight drops off his receiver's hands. The other one was a Hail Mary. And so it's that kind of situation in terms of turnover luck. Now, Wentz on the other side of it has avoided turnover-worthy throws, but in part because they just basically completely neutered him. It's not totally yes. dissimilar <laughs> To the Jameis Winston situation. I was getting ready to say that. It's yeah, exactly right, John. Indianapolis was running the ball at an elite level. The Saints yeah. just had not gotten that part even going in their offense, so they didn't even really have that to hang their hat on at that point in time. Right. And it's still been a huge struggle for them, obviously, with Kamara out lately. And so the Colts are doing this one thing really well, right, Scott? But are you able to picture in your mind the Colts beating the Bucks? by just running the football at an elite level. Like I just, we've never seen a team do that while Bulls has been here. You're right. You, you, well, yes. Uh, has they, a team ever come in and run the football? Like would it happen in 2019? I know it didn't happen last year. With, with Seattle did. Seattle did uh, a okay. pretty decent job. Um, Chris Carson had over hundred yards himself, which it's rare that you give up a hundred yard rusher. It's one thing to, you know, to get a hundred yards on the Buccaneers, but you do it with a collective Group, sure. you know, the quarterback usually has to run for twenty-five or so yards to kind of cobble that together, but but it's rare. Um, but here's how it can happen, John. It can happen if the Buccaneers' offense um, is a culprit in this as well, right? Yes, if, that's if, right. If if the Colts go on an eight-minute drive, you know, ten plays, eighty yards, eight minutes, or something like that, the Bucks go three and out, and that defense is back out there. Tampa Bay's defense, while it is technically and schemed sound against the run and they've got some pretty good run defenders um we're talking about mortals here we're talking about human beings right that will get tired and if you you know i was you know as a defensive line aficionado you want your defensive lineman getting tired from rushing the passer not from having to defend the run because uh if you know you're eventually going to get home and if the team has to throw the ball, that means you usually have the lead. That's a good thing. So if your defensive line is getting gassed from rushing the passer, that's fine. We'll put in other guys to, to you know, to, to have a wave pass rush. We saw Cam Gill get a sack. We saw Anthony Nelson get a sack, partly because they were fresher in the fourth quarter, because the Bucks had a big lead. But yeah. it's you know if if this Bucks defense is out there for 75, 80 plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, all bets are off. Jonathan right. Taylor is the kind of back. He's got 10 runs of 20 yards or more, which that doesn't happen a lot in the NFL. I mean, that, right. that's that's the sign of an elite running back right now, especially with Derrick Henry being out for the year with his uh, with his injury. He's now been passed by Jonathan Taylor. 1,122 yards. He's averaging 5.8 yards per carry. That's a pretty gaudy number. That's, that's usually a number that if you're averaging 5.8 yards per carry, at this point of the season, you might have like a hundred, you know, touches. 
You might be a situational back, a change of pace back, getting that average. No, Jonathan Taylor is a workhorse with 193 carries. He's got a long of 83, 13 touchdowns. And the thing that that I've liked about Jonathan Taylor coming out of Wisconsin, where he he didn't get a chance to to catch the ball a lot at Wisconsin mm-hmm. because that's just not their offense. But he did make some some pretty you know like circus catches um, when given the opportunity. The, the biggest knock on Taylor was was that he would fumble the ball, but he's gotten that kind of under control. He's only fumbled the ball three times this year, lost one, but John. He's been targeted 38 times in the passing game. He's got 32 catches, 322 yards, a 10.1-yard average. He was getting a first down every time he's catching the ball just about with two touchdowns. So he is the complete back. You heard Bruce Arians talk about him today. He didn't come out and say David Johnson, but he kind of reminds me of David Johnson Mm -hmm. back when David Johnson was in his prime in Arizona playing under Bruce Arians. Right. It, it is going to be fast. That whole matchup, I mean, this is a trench scout's dream, this game. Like, just to see yeah. Quentin Nelson against Vita Vea, Vea plays. Like, what? <laughs> like, that is, know. Uh, you know what I mean? That's just a oh, dream yeah. scenario. So, they, they'll be fun. There'll be lots of matchups to kind of analyze and break down in this one for sure. Want to let everybody know. And if you're in the chat, hit the like button on this video if you can for us. Yes, that helps please. bump us up. YouTube SEO. Y'all added 45 new subscribers. Yes. To our channel last yes. night during the show is great. We're trying to bump that up. We're over we got six thousand. Yeah, we got a handful more uh, last night to this morning, I believe. Where every tra- show we're trying to add to it, and we're trying, we're going for seven, going for ten k eventually. That's where we want to get to. And so, y'all are the reason that we do it, and the reason we get there. So subscribe, hit that like button on all the videos. As soon as you hit that like button, it bumps us up, brings in some new faces, and it was a huge reason why we had such a great day yesterday for sure on here also would be remiss if i didn't mention to you some of our unbelievable sponsors here and other places you can get plugged in spotify green room is just a great platform you can talk music sports and culture live download it on the app store get it on google play you get to jump into these rooms you get to take the mic and give your opinion on things follow pewter report on there you'll get notified when we go live and have some shows on there as well but make sure you're uh, you're got the spotify green room app you're signed up there downloading the apple store get it on google play as well and then of course with the holidays coming up gotta mention our friends at livinggolflife.com they've got an unbelievable line of clothing their polos are awesome their hats are awesome i was rocking the hat yesterday on the show yes, you were uh, laying over here on the couch next to me i uh, love that thing it's one of my favorite hats uh you can check out all their new stuff livinggolflife.com if you're into golf or you know somebody who's into golf this is a great space to get some gifts for people that you love with the holidays coming up. So go over to livinggolflife.com, check out the products they have there, follow them on Instagram at livinggolflife as well. Scott, what was that stat about uh, about Jonathan Taylor that you said? How many 20 plus yard runs Ten. has he had? 10. Over Ten. is that the season? That's over the season so far. Wow. That's that's one a game. That's that's a lot. To, I mean, to give you an idea of how absurd that is, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and their woeful run defense has given up 12 20 plus yeah. yard runs all season long. That's the only defense in the league to give up more than eight. The yeah. Bucs are near the top of the league in this regard, obviously. They've only given up four runs right. of 20 plus yards. In 10 and games. I rem- yeah, and two two of those runs or maybe three were against the Eagles when the game was, they felt like at least the game was decided right. and they were playing that soft coverage. Correct. That's been the majority, you know, so it's, it has been very rare to see that happen. So 10 is crazy number. The Colts yeah. ability to find explosives in the run game, but very rare in today's NFL. And to be honest, statistically, typically very unsustainable in the NFL as well. That's as right. soon as you face a team that's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to not have you run the ball against us. You know, it's great. Uh, and yeah. it goes your way. Now, if you have Josh, if you're Josh Allen and you're turning the ball over multiple times in the first half, okay, now you're in a different story. Now you're having a tougher time. Right. But the Bucks are just built differently. And I am just focusing purely on when Indianapolis has the ball. I just, I mean, we know Todd Bowles, right? This matchup's like in his wheelhouse yep. in terms of what he wants to do, especially if he has Vea available. He's going to say, we're not going to let you run against us. We're going to load the box and Carson Wentz, you're going to have to make plays. And this will be the one play, one game, I think, this year where we've really seen the Bucks say, okay, beat us vertically, beat us down the field if you if you want to. Um, go for right. it and see what happens. And I think that's how they're going to play this game. And I tell you what, it's it's going to be up to Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean, who both had a, a really fantastic game on, on Monday night, mm-hmm. to really stifle Michael Pittman Jr. You know, it's funny, I covered his dad, Michael Pittman, uh, when he was here in Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. a, you know, great pass-catching running back. So he's he's got his dad's hands, that's for sure. 
Um, taller. I and, loved him coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fantastic player. Um, Pittman's a handful. He's got size. Leading receiver right now for the Colts, 57 catches, 752 yards, a healthy 13.2-yard average, nine catches of 20 yards or more. So he is a vertical guy. Five touchdowns on the season. He's he's big in the red zone. So Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, those guys are going to have to do a, a good job on there. And I think with the times that we saw Devin White blitz, and, and he had two very effective pressures, John, going back to last night. If you remember, on fourth down, should have had a sack. Devin's still coming in a little too under uh, out of control. He needs to come under control and actually get these sacks. But if it's a pressure to where it's it's going to force an incompletion like the one on fourth and one, so be it. Then he was also getting pressured when Steve McClendon had his big interception too. So Devin White, I think, is going to be – given the green light to, to blitz yeah. some more in this game because of the return of Sean Murphy bunting and because of how well Mike Edwards is playing in the slot. So right. I think, I think that helps Todd Bowles having more competent corner play with Jamel Dean yeah. still playing well. Um, and just like Bruce Aaron said, when they get Carlton Davis back, they're going to be, you know, full loaded. And I think you're going to see more creativity out of Todd Bowles, a little bit more man coverage mm-hmm. and, and uh, some more exotic blitz packages because he'll feel more comfortable putting his corners in one-on-one situations without the likes of Richard Sherman, D. Delaney, Pierre Desaire on the field. And this game is maybe a little bit of a weird anomaly because the Colts are playing better offensively lately, but for the most part, the game's the rest of the way for the Bucs on their schedule. It's really good pass defenses and really bad offenses, especially passing offenses, quarterbacks, you know, the rest of the way for the most part. Even the Bills with a great quarterback – are struggling right now offensively. So right. the defense has to use this final stretch of the season to play as they get healthier, to play on the level that we saw the other night against the Giants. That's right. Now you're not going to hold everybody to what was essentially three points uh, you know, in a game. Yeah. But you know that has to be kind of – you have to be holding teams, yeah, under 16, 17 points a game. That's what they want their goal to be. As long as they do that, they're going to win pretty much every single yeah. game, and the offense isn't going to be under that. So they're going to win games. Now they just have to get to the point where they can play at that level consistently. In this matchup, I really do think they're going to do everything they can to bottle up that run game. They are not built like the Bills up front, man. They, they, they are, right. I just and I sorry, I cannot see them getting run on like that. I mean, you mentioned that Seattle game, Scott. So I just looked it up real quick, and you're right. Curse Carson ran for 105 yards in that game, averaged 6.6 yards per carry. Wilson at a 21 yard scramble, but Wilson threw 29 of 43 for 378 yards and yep. five touchdowns with no picks. And I'm just yeah. like, Carson Wentz ain't doing that. Like I, I just that was the Jamel Dean game. That was the that was the oh, game where right. Jamel yes. Dean gave up like was. three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, where DK Metcalf sunned yeah. him. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. That's, <laughs> he did. that's a good one. Yeah. Uh I'd so anyway, it's just I, I have a hard time seeing – I think Carson Wentz going to have to make plays. Here's the other fun part of this. Uh, yeah. The Colts offensive tackles, you know, Braden Smith's been solid, but Eric Fisher's not had a great year, especially in pass protection. And yeah. the Bucks are starting to figure it out with, with JTS, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I hope so. I just think if you have a guy like that playing, it's going to create problems. And, he, you know, PFF has Quentin Nelson struggling in pass protection this season. I'm going to have to get my eyes on some tape, even with the holiday week, and see if yeah. this is actually true. He's been elite in the run game. They say they say he's been struggling in pass pro. I wonder if some games over there on that side, if you've got JTS and Vea running. Yeah. Um, but I just think they're going to be able to get to Carson Wentz now. Can they get him to the ground? Wentz is pretty good at getting out of sacks. I'll give him that. Um, the Bucks have been really bad at finishing sacks this right. season. Yeah, so that could awful. be where the game's won or lost, to be honest with you. But I, I think they have some advantages that other teams that have played the Colts don't have. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Play Anthony Nelson more. There, I said <laughs> it. Dude, I said please. it. Play Anthony Nelson more, but don't drop him into pass coverage. Don't do that. That's stupid. He's out there. He's getting dropped, baby. Todd Bowles no, don't play. No, no, no. Have him rush the passer. He's he's feeling it. I'm just telling you, he's got sacks and back-to-back games. I'm not saying start the guy. But if if I'm being honest and looking at the production, and again, pressures matter. They do count. How much I get do you that. want him to play? I want him to play 25 snaps a game. Oh, my goodness, I do. God. I want him to play 25 snaps a game. Look, yeah. his first sack was unblocked, and his sack the other day only happened because interior pressure pushed Daniel Jones like That's 15 fine. yards deep in the bucket. I, wanna, I know he I finished, play, but... Oh, and here's the thing. I want JTS to play you know, a, a healthy amount of snaps. I'm fine using him 
and allocating, you know, out of his 35 snaps I want him to get, use him inside some, use him outside, that's fine. I want Jason Pierre-Paul to play, um, you know, no more than 40 snaps a game. I think less is best with him. And it, it, he he is just not the same guy. I mean, yeah, I'm with you he had an awful pro football focus grade. He has done nothing the last three games. And I, and I'm and we, I saw love, we, we saw it live. It wasn't good. I love the healthy JPP. I do not yeah. like this version of JPP. I think I think the Bucks are wasting snaps by playing him. I really do. Um, at yeah. the at the end of the day, the stat sheet does not rule everything. The game film will show you, but in this case, the stat sheet and the game film is aligning to show you that Jason Pierre-Paul is not being a productive player right now in the field. In Shaq Barrett, neither one of those guys have had have had a sack in the last yeah. three games. Barrett had a pretty good game with some pressures, mm-hmm. but honestly, J- JTS had just as many pressures, and I right. thought he played better than Shaq Barrett did. Yeah, and, JTS six pressures according to Pro Football Focus. You know, Barrett it, had some one on one wins that JTS right. didn't have, not because he couldn't, just because they blew it on. And the and reason ball. I say this is because I want a healthier, more effective Jason Pierre-Paul, and a healthier, fresher, more effective Shaq Barrett mm-hmm. in the postseason when it matters. There are yeah. still what um, you know seven games to play. Seven games in this regular season. That, that's half of a, the season, essentially. Uh, in a regular season, you're playing 16. That's you're up to 17 now. But I, I want Anthony Nelson. I want JTS. I want even a couple snaps for Cam Gill, right? If, if he can come in and be a right. strictly designated pass rush guy and just buy some time mm-hmm. for Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett to get healthier, fresher in the fourth quarter, so be it. Right. But I, I think – that this this mindset over there that we we got to play our, our big paycheck guys. The reason why you paid them all that money is is not because they got tackles. It's not because they even got pressures. It's because they got sacks. Sacks get mm-hmm. you paid. Sacks get you to the Pro Bowl. Sacks get you to uh, the All Pro level. Yeah. Sacks get you off the field on third down. Okay, they they force punts. So. That's why there's such an emphasis on that particular stat. And Anthony Nelson's had a couple in back-to-back games, uh, whether they're unblocked or not. I mean, he's at least sealing the deal. We've seen Shaq yep. and we've seen Jason Pierre-Paul. Got that miss, long arms, right? Sacks. Yeah, wraps yeah. people up. Yeah, and he can benefit off other people, no question. Nelson's yeah. a solid player. I, I don't mind Nelson as the fourth guy. I don't want to see him drop him. Snaps, don't drop yeah, him. don't drop him for sure. Don't drop any of these guys for real. But um, yeah, especially trying Chuenka, man, getting him involved in there. I can't wait to get to the defensive tape, but it's downloading yeah. as we speak. And I can't wait to watch Joe Tronchenko because I saw late in the game he had some actual one-on-one wins. Yeah. Um, there's just some good tape there. And I'm actually excited to watch Jack Barrett, too. I think he had a better game than some people realize. Maybe we'll take a look at, at him and all those yeah. guys and hopefully have some pieces up on the site for you uh, tomorrow if I can get to writing them tonight. But, yeah, it's fun stuff. Speaking of wins, okay. Oh, it didn't what get is this? Any easier or better than this? This is the fourth annual Turkey Day risk-free promotion from our friends at MyBookie. You can bet up to $250 risk-free and not lose your money. That's only on the Raiders-Cowboys game. There's no in-game betting has to be done prior to that. Right now, um, I think the line is, what, Cowboys uh, minus seven. Um, So this year, Turkey Day at MyBookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful, starting with a $250 risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet the spread between the Bucs, not not the Bucs, sorry, the Raiders and the Cowboys at MyBookie when you win. You win. And if you don't, my bookie's going to refund your money up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. That's why it's called No Risk All Gravy. Before you put your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit using the promo code Pewter at my bookie. That's promo code Pewter to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. So you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead. Feast risk-free on Turkey Day with my bookie, and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odd boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. 
It's great stuff for my bookie. That's you got to take advantage of that deal. That's incredible. You can't, <laughs> you can't lose. That's sure. yeah, yeah. a great deal. No question about it. But uh, let's talk about this. Uh, the other side of things, this Colts defense, right? I mean, it's been a solid defense really the whole time that Greg Minuski has been there, the whole time that the yeah. coaching staff has been in place, but it's been a defense that will go through lulls of just looking totally lost and then yeah. find it again. They do not have great, a lot of great individual players outside Correct. of Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner. DeForest though. Buckner, yeah. DeForest yeah, Buckner leading the team with four and a half sacks, you know, but mm-hmm. he's he's not the difference maker that some of some of these defensive linemen are. He's a very good player. He's one of the, the best Colts defenders, but he's I don't think he's an elite player that's capable of taking over games per se. Yeah, I I tend to. I mean, I do think he's outstanding, but it's he's not like the quick twitch type. But he's just different. He's different than yeah, Cam Hayward or Aaron Donald or guys like that. He's right. a different type of build. And but in general, the Colts have just gotten what they've gotten from guys in the secondary and and players up front, even as a collective, is just a sign of their coaching. Like Grover Correct. Stewart is often a really good player for them at nose tackle. Um, George Odom is stepping in at safety and playing well in place yeah. of Julian Blackman, who was another third round pick who barely played safety and coming off a major injury. And he had a great rookie year last year. And they just are, have been able to find guys and kind of piece this thing together for a while now. Um, in general, you know, this is probably not the most talented defense the Bucs will face. Yeah. But I've seen this group get on heaters and just play absolutely out of their well, mind. <laughs> They're not a great pass rush group. And that's probably the thing that gives you the most. One of those players who played out of his mind was Darius Leonard against the Bucks back in, I think, 2019. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a stat line that was crazy, and I think he had one of those uh, – he had a, a pick six. He had another pick six that was called back. Let me let me see if I can pull up that, that number. But, I mean, he is – you know, he is a, a difference maker mm-hmm. in terms of, of that. He had nine tackles in that game. Two interceptions, including a pick six, which was 80 yards. Should have had another pick six. So he really had three interceptions in that game. But uh, but one of them was called back due to a penalty. And um, Probably uh, my biggest draft miss of all time, by the way, yeah. Scott, other than Josh Rosen. Well, I, I remember watching this guy at the Senior Bowl. And, you know, listen, I, I didn't scout South Carolina State that year, right? I mean, he was one of those guys that kind of like an Ali Marpet or an Alex Kappa. It's like you go to the Senior Bowl and he That's really kind of gets on your yeah. radar. Like, oh, okay. You know, but he really flashed. I mean, he's 6'2", 230. Kind of reminded me a little bit of a slightly bigger version of Levante David. Um, yeah. But listen, looking good at the Senior Bowl is one thing. But becoming a perennial Pro Bowl player, is another and this guy yeah. has done it. I mean, he he looks, you know, he he is he is what the Bucks want Devin White to become. Yeah, no question. He's ex- that's exactly right. It is what they want him to become. And by the way, Darius Leonard plays at about 215 now at linebacker. Yeah. 213 to 215 is the playing weight. And he's an absolute stud. So yeah, he's gonna be have to be a player that they're conscious of because he will blitz too. He doesn't blitzing as much this year. He plays a lot more in coverage this year than he has in the past. Yeah. He, you can get him in coverage. You know, this is a zone heavy defense for the Colts. So there are going to be openings here for the, for the bucks. I think the Colts, I'd like to see, actually, I'm going to look up as we're talking here because I didn't get much time to today, but I'd like to see kind of how they're playing things in terms of, of vertical stuff uh, in terms of coverage, taking things away like some other teams have. But I thought the bucks game plan to come out and go fast against the giants and to yeah. get the ball out quickly and force the Giants to oh, make their changes and then oh, get other shots. It was loved, so loved that opening drive by, by Byron Leftwich. It was fantastic. You saw everything from the creativity of back-to-back reverses of these end-arounds with Chris Godwin to the right, Mike Evans to the left on back-to-back plays. That is so un-Byron-like. It certainly mm-hmm. caught the Giants uh, off guard. I, th- I thought the Giants were completely on their heels from that very first play, which was play action, John. I think they used play action with 12 times in the game, three of which came on the first drive. Uh, the, the touchdown to Chris Godwin was on play action. Um, it, and it, it, it added a new wrinkle to the Chris Godwin screen, right? Because with, with, what happened was when Brady used play action, all of a sudden that defender dropped off the ball, and it, it gave – I think it was Cam Brate who was out there blocking. It gave him time to hit a deeper target and really give Chris Godwin some some room to operate. We, what we saw in Washington was after the first Godwin 
screen was effective. They went back to it a couple of times, and, and the Washington defense was just sitting there waiting on it, right? When you right. do that smoke screen where it's just hike and snap and throw mm-hmm. the ball down the line of scrimmage, um, those defenders are, are waiting right there for that to happen. But when you use play action, all of a sudden those DBs start dropping, and it just creates that cushion and, and gives Chris Godwin some space to operate. And we saw him make a guy miss. We saw a, a good enough block from Bray to get him 13 yards into the end zone. And I thought yeah. that was a great wrinkle to the wide receiver screen. So hats off to to uh, Byron Leftwich. That was a well-executed drive. And then after the the catch to Cam Brady, for Tom Brady to go up and go up-tempo right there, there's just so many things that just were, were change of pace from the Buccaneers, so much creativity. I want to see more of that throughout the game. Absolutely. I think there were so many positives in terms of the way that they attacked. 12 play-action passes was a big part of it. I think Paul said 65% pass on first down that first drive was tons of first down passing i agree with terrence that's one of the best drives i've ever seen from the buccaneers it just was i mean it was was kind of reminiscent of the texans drive yes 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 yes. (laughs) it's almost like every time they go up tempo it works (laughs) imagine that wow using play action up tempo it works wow right throwing on first down using play going up tempo it's so funny how they make things harder for themselves because every time they do these things it works like at least wait till somebody you know, stands it up and does something good against them before you stop right. doing it. But hopefully they keep coming out with that mindset uh, in this game because I do think the Colts are a defense that you can take advantage of some. What everybody's always looking at, it seems like when you're playing the box is, okay, how often does team do, does the opponent get pressure? Is that something that they can hang their hat on defensively? And the Colts this year, according to Pro Football Reference at least, which I believe borrows from PFF's numbers on this, they're getting pressure at 18.4% of dropbacks. That is 30th in the NFL right now. Yeah. So they are just not getting pressure defensively. And and teams that have really that the Bucks have faced that have really struggled to get pressure are typically not being successful against them. Now here's the catch. The Colts are dropping everybody out similar to Washington. They are blitzing at the uh, the second lowest rate lowest rate in the league this season, uh, just 16% of the time. So we're looking at two very different defensive approaches. The Colts are 31st in blitz rate, the Bucks are obviously first in blitz rate. And so um, this is going to be you know, kind of that war of two different defensive approaches. And can the Bucks get Wentz rattled into the Colts dropping, you know, seven, eight in the coverage on every time? Does it bottle the Bucks up, you know, in a way similar to what uh, Washington did a little bit? The Giants didn't bring a ton of pressure, right. but they brought five on occasion and Brady still picked them apart. So it's, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Colts defense in this game because they do, they have played so much single high safety this season. They will rotate to two high safeties as well, but this is going to be pretty similar, I think, defensively in a lot of ways to what the Giants do, and they need to force Buckner to do what Leonard Williams couldn't do, especially if Ali Marpet doesn't play in this game. Yeah, did you say blitz rate, John, or did you say buzz rate? Like Manscaped? Oh, I see what you did, did there, Grace. You, I said blitz was, rate, but let's talk oh, about okay. buzz rate. <laughs> oh, well, let's do that. Let's do that for sure. All right, uh, we've got uh, the the performance package 4.0 here from Manscaped. It's a Black Friday sale. It's a special sale right now going on. Here's what you get in the performance package 4.0, ladies and gentlemen. This thing is outstanding. With that promo code, Pewter20, you can get 25% off the entire order plus free shipping. And in that performance package 4.0 comes the Manscaped the uh the uh what's it called what uh, the the weed uh, whacker the weed whacker 4.0 yeah the lawnmower the lawnmower the lawnmower is in your right hand the weed whacker is in your left hand the lawnmower takes care of business down there and uh it i mean no nicks there's travel lock on it, it's waterproof great lights you can see everything going on and then you've got the ear and nose hair trimmer as well take care of your business this is legit ears yes a clutch no snags no pulls no tears from your eyes you stick it up there let it do its thing and it's awesome and you've got the crop reserver ball deodorant the crop reviver toner as well you've got the shed travel bag and you've got the most comfortable boxer briefs on planet earth as well so this is the kit man telling you and for 25 percent off the whole thing right now you can get it. You can have it sent somebody else as a gift as well. Uh, this is just a great opportunity with the holidays coming up. I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. And we have heard from so many Peter Report yes. fans. This in Celsius is like the biggest. We've just heard from so many people about how much they've enjoyed it or how much it's been a, was a great gift for somebody. And this is a great opportunity. Pewter20 is the promo code. P-E-W-2-0. 
T-E-R 20 is that promo code, 25% off entire order plus free shipping, Black Friday sale. Take advantage of this now. And it's going on right now. And send you a Pewter Report t-shirt to right. go along with it, Scott. Tell them what they need to do. Well, the, the great thing is this is going on right now. You don't have to wait until Black Friday. So just cross it off your list. Take care of Manscaped right now. This is going on today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thanksgiving, Thursday, Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's also taking place on Cyber Monday, so you have time to do it. I know there are literally thousands of you out there right now that have watched the Pew Report podcast, that have heard all of these Manscaped promotions every week saying, should I do it? Should I pull the trigger? In full disclosure, I was not a Manscaped user at all. They sent us these free products as, as part of the promotion. I felt obligated to use it and try it if we're going to be, be pitching it and getting paid to, to do these commercials. I absolutely love it. I, I've missed the boat on this for years. The ear, hair, and nose trimmer, uh, as as I'm 49 years old, as Mark Cook would say, um, you know, he 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 sold me on this thing. He's like he's like Reynolds, stop stop plucking your nose hairs and crying, man. Just stick this up there and it works. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. And this alone is worth it. I'm telling you. Yep. So get get the performance package. We got a couple of Peter Report T-shirts. Pick which color you want. We got the white. We've got black. We've got this awesome pewter color that looks snazzy. You can give these away as gifts as well or keep them for yourself. Yeah. Use the promo code pewter20. You're going to save 25%, but pewter20. And email me your proof of purchase via email, srpewterreport.com. Easy to remember, yeah. srpewterreport.com. Send me which color you want and which size. We'll send the shirts out to you absolutely free. Yeah, it's great stuff. It's terrific stuff. Manscaped, uh, one of my favorite products out there. No question about it. Uh, so we've we've talked about this matchup kind of in depth. Let's just peek real quickly ahead um, before we look too far out. I mean, there's still a lot to be determined in this game in terms of who even plays yeah. um, for these teams right now, um, especially in the COVID era. And so we'll, we'll keep <laughs> you monitored on that. And, and Peter Report will obviously have you covered in terms of the content side of this too. But let's just look at the Bucks schedule for a second here, Scott, and, and especially as it pertains to the NFC South right now. The Colts this week, then the Falcons, who are yep. reeling a little bit, um, and then the the Bills, the Saints, the Panthers, Jets, Panthers to finish off the season. Yes. You predicted 13-4 before the season. I don't even want to necessarily get a, a comment on your record right now, and we're going right. to pick this Colts game in a second, by the way. But uh, just in general, the way you see this team, where it looks right now, the rest of the schedule, but also – Look at them in comparison to the NFC South, especially what we saw happen this past week with all three yeah. NFC South teams losing. Do you feel like this division, where are you at percentage-wise in terms of your uh, confidence I in think, the Buccaneers? I think the team? other teams are helping the Buccaneers. They're just The other teams are literally pushing the crown towards Tampa Bay. They're like, here, we don't want the NFC South title. You take it, Tampa Bay. Yeah, they're I not think very good. <laughs> <Yeah>, I think <laughs> Tampa Bay – Yeah, they've, they've done their part by getting seven wins. Mm -hmm. And I do think that they're going to – probably run the table in the NFC South the rest of the way. I think that that I think they, they can sweep the, the Falcons. The the Panthers should be able to beat them. Um they're a pesky weird team. They they exactly they just look horrible team. some weeks. Like. Yes, they're a pesky team. So yeah. I, I would say that if they're going to lose one, it would be to maybe at Carolina. I could see them lose that in disappointing fashion only because it's a road game. The Bucs just don't play that well on the road. It's also the day after Christmas. So that means the Bucs are going to be spending Christmas in Carolina, and that should piss them off. That should get them out there and say, we have to, to spend Christmas in a hotel room in Carolina. By God, we're going to get there and kick the Panthers' ass uh, the next day. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. That's how I would approach the game, but I'm not playing. So I think the screw-up for this team, because I said 13-4, and four, and I, I forgot which games I actually picked them to lose. But the screw-up was losing at Washington. That's where they got off schedule for me. Yeah, this feels like 12-5 and five to me. I can yeah. see two more losses coming for hmm. the Buccaneers just because they're not a good road team. they, they yeah. got to show up on the road and play a lot better. And now here's the thing. I saw this record. I wish I had pulled the actual number. But basically road teams have a winning record this season in the NFL by – I think they're eight or nine to maybe 10 games over 500 road teams this season in the NFL. So in general, this isn't a problem across the league. Bruce Arians said it was, but he's yeah. wrong. <laughs> this has not been in general a problem across the league. Still could be true that it plagues a specific team. I tend to believe that 
that it's more like unlucky that it's shown up that way uh, yeah. to the volume that it has. And I think there'll be some regression back on both sides. Probably yeah. they probably won't like we've already seen, they weren't going to keep scoring 43 at home. Right. They probably, you know, aren't going to keep scoring. <laughs> yes. What was it? 22 in the road or something. But at the same time, this team still makes mistakes in any environment that they've yeah. been in. You know, they've still made a lot, like look at home. Like they you literally gave the Giants touchdown oh, yeah. last night. So right. those are the bigger issues, whether they occur at home or road and whether they end up hurting and making the final score close or not. Um, definitely still some question marks in that regard right. to me. Now, and, and the, the Saints, thing is, go ahead. as I say, you, you can't be underwater when it comes to, to the scoring margin. And the Bucks on the road are averaging 23.4 points per game on the road. They're allowing 27.6. So 27, and you're giving away 27, you're only scoring 23. That's a loss. And that's that's yeah. why they've they've had those three losses. And the Bucks have yet to score 30 points or more on the road. And if you don't think it matters, Washington put up 29 mm-hmm. last week, or should, should say two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. if the Bucks score 30, they win that game. They've got to get back to the point where they can put up that many points on the yeah. road. They did that four times out of eight last year on the road, John. Yeah, and the, right now, according to 538's model, which I think is the best one I've found out there, uh, Bucks have a 95% chance to make the playoffs this season yeah. and an 86% chance to win the division. Right now, an 11% chance to win the to get the first round by. That's the third highest chance in – oh, sorry, fourth highest in the NFC still. 1% behind the Cowboys. A lot of that has to do with just the fact the Cowboys are NFC East and, the, and I think their division chances are better. Yeah, I, I, I still think that the – but here's the other thing. The Bucks have – even without the first round by being what it is fourth in the NFC, their percentage chance right now, they have the, th- according to 538, they have the third best chance to win the Super Bowl out of any team in the NFL right now. <laughs> yeah. The Cardinals at 14%, the Packers at 13%, and the Bucks at 10%. So the AFC, basically 538, that everyone else can't figure out the AFC to save their life. But it's starting to become clear who the top teams in the NFC are. Now the Bucks have to continue on that trajectory. The Washington game, killed their percentages in this regard um and and not just the percentages being whatever but the percentages in terms of the projection you know teams like the Bucs don't lose teams like Washington and stay losing you know they either lose once and it hurts their numbers and then they start winning again and their numbers you know so the Bucs in in any event have a chance to really take control of things you know you you win against Indianapolis this week you're you're basically 99 percent to make the playoffs and about 95 percent to win your division Really, no matter what happens. But the right. Saints are playing in a short week against a Buffalo team that just lost and got embarrassed by the Colts. Yeah. They're playing on Thanksgiving night. And uh, the Saints are decimated right now. This would put them yeah. at five and six. They play the Cowboys after this. Uh, yeah. I just don't see it, man. I don't see the same. I think the Saints are going to have a hard time having a winning record this season. The only, the only Saint right now that's happy in New Orleans is Taysom Hill. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Like we didn't even talk about this on yesterday's show. How? How? How do you do that contract? How? Ten how mil you... a year, and then it could be more. Why? It's just remarkable. Like it's getting Sean to Payton the... is very smart, but this is just so stupid. I, I I would say Taysom Hill has got photos of somebody to get <laughs> that contract. But if he really had photos of somebody, he would have been the starter, not Jameis Winston. That's so. right. He has 56 passing yards this year. He has 104 rushing yards this year, and he's caught four passes. In what world is this guy? He's like 33 years old. I know it's I, it's hard to fathom. It's it I, really is like it. It makes no sense. I mean, at this at this point, you probably could put an arrest warrant out for grand theft. I mean, you honestly like. He's you stealing convict really, him of that deal. Yeah. That's I just, just can't. That's twice they've just like absolutely nobody's interested. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we're extending yeah. Taysom Hill. What? Yeah. He's not doing anything. Like he, They're he negotiating had... against themselves. You know, Sean Payne's like, God, we cannot let him at free agency. You know, it's like, why? No, nobody wants him. playing at right. quarterback over him. <laughs> Everybody's playing tight end over him. He's I know. 10 snaps a game. I, <laughs> I just, it's there's literally no I, I have no clue how guys part of Sean Payton when it comes to offense can be doing that. I mean, I just look, Casey yeah. Mills literally 31 years old. Like, yeah, he'll be 32 next season before the year starts. Like, I yeah. just, I mean, he's he's better than Tim Tebow. Can we say that? Yeah, we yes, can say we that. Can say that. <laughs> he's better that than Tim Tebow, but Tebow I mean, has two years in the NFL. <laughs> just so. <laughs> 
Taysom Hill is literally just cashed out. At least Tim, Tim Tebow has won a playoff game at quarterback in the NFL. Taysom Hill yeah. can't even say that. Okay. Can he? I don't remember no. if he won or not last year. No. Did he lose I, every man, game? No, not, not as a quarterback. He can't oh, say that. Not, he, has no, he hasn't won a playoff game. As a quarterback, no, that's oh yeah, Debo definitely won that. That was against Steelers. Thanks. Yeah, I'm just waiting. I I I don't know what what type of like black magic, what type of voodoo the Saints are using on the salary cap. I mean, I know that they had to shed some players this year, but at some point in time, I don't know. There's, it's it's got to catch up. I mean, this year they don't have a quarterback, so it's nuts. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about. We're we're gonna give who we think is gonna win this game. We're not gonna give final scores just yet because we got to see who's playing, who's not. It's early in the week, but. Because of Thanksgiving, we are not doing our normal thing this week, and I'll talk more about that in a second. But first, I want to tell you about another way you can win yourself some money on this Thanksgiving week. Using the promo code Pewter, you can go to Underdog Fantasy Round right now and double your first deposit up to $100. So you can put whatever in, and they're going to double your first deposit. You want to play with $50? Put $50 in. They'll double your $50. You don't even have to use your $50 if you don't want to. But get in there, put the promo code Pewter in there. Use the money that they give you. It's literally free money as an opportunity to make more money. It just makes sense to do it. Right. You've got a bunch of great games coming. You got the Thanksgiving games coming up. You got NBA games, NHL games are going on right now. Um, you guys got so many things you can bet on underdog fantasy. They also have tons of tournaments and leagues that are dropping on Thanksgiving. You can it's get a into fun website. Yeah, you get a chance to win a ton of money. The website is clean and easy to use great. yeah very easy to use terrific site to so go to underdog fantasy enter that promo code pewter p-e-w-t-e-r get a chance to double your first deposit with these guys i know i'm going to be i'm getting back into it with the nba game with the nba player over under prop bets that's when one of my favorite things uh you could do that and get yourself some money on thanksgiving as well uh playing essentially for free because they're going to match your first deposit and give you money to play so the other thing I got to mention is that we're going to be off the podcast for a few days in a row here. We're taking yep. Wednesday and Thursday. We're spending some time with family uh, for Thanksgiving. We're, some of us are going to be traveling, so we're taking a break on the show. I'll, you know, have my laptop and my mic with me in case you know somebody, you know, <laughs> Mike Evans gets COVID or some crazy stuff happens, you know, during the bye week that we, we need to jump on an, and do a show. Yeah, if we have a need for an emergency podcast. Yeah, well, if we have an emergency pod need uh, at some point in between bites of turkey and mashed potatoes or sweet potatoes or mac and cheese and and whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, th- no question. This is going to be a time where we're going to take a little bit of a break on the show and then we'll be back. Sunday is going to be a loaded day for us though. We're going to have the yes. pregame show uh, for the Bucks uh, Colts game uh, where that's going to start at noon. Then we'll have 1 PM. We'll have the live in game stream. Paul Atwell and I will be with you throughout the game, breaking everything down just as we were for the giants game uh, the other night. And then uh, last night, and then, um, after the game, we're going to have our post-game podcast going to be in the evening like it normally does, but we're going to be out at Whiskey Wings in Temple Terrace. Uh, we're going to be talking about the game out there. Great place to come out, meet the whole Pewter Report crew, shake hands, talk bucks, you know, get uh, to win yourself some prizes. We're going to have some giveaways and things like that, raffles and stuff like that out at this event. Celsius, we're going to have all that, you know, the, the apparel and all that out there as well. So it's going to be an exciting time. That's going to be Sunday evening, 7.30, p.m. We'll be out there. We'll be doing a live show out there uh, for Pewter Game Day show. We're excited about it. Uh, Whiskey Wings, Temple Terrace, great food, indoor, outdoor bar. It's just it's an awesome place to come out. So come on out, meet the Pewter Report crew. Let's talk some boxes. John, do we have beer? Show. Oh, yeah. They go beer. Absolutely. Okay. I'm there. Great specials <laughs> so, and all kinds. Of that's all you had to say. That's right. I didn't even have to do the whole ad read. <laughs> that is all you had to say. <laughs> That's right. So we'll be out there. So we're excited about that. All right, Scott, let's let's give our our light predictions for this upcoming game. I think I'll go first. I think the Bucks are going to win. I, I oh. Colts are hot right now and I think okay. they're playing well, but I don't think they're talent wise on the level of the Bucks. I think they're going to come down to earth at some point. Their way of winning, I don't think is as sustainable as people would maybe like it to be when they're excited about Jonathan Taylor being MVP uh, in the NFL. I don't think that it lasts typically when you get up against enough good teams. So as long as the Bucs don't beat themselves, which is always a pretty big asterisk, That's true. <laughs> I think that the Bucs are going to win this game. I don't. I think the Bucs are going to beat what? themselves. This is the first time all That's year, right. Scott. That's right. Wow. Yeah, first I hate to say it. I hate to be John Ledyard, folks, but I am. Okay. I'm picking I just hope you the get the same reaction I got. That's all. Because <laughs> yes. I had people in my mentions for days and days well, and days. Well, <laughs> one thing's going to happen. E- either... Either you're going to have a substantial lead over me in the rankings, or That's I'm going to be catching up to you. How close is it now? I have one, the Washington game. Yeah, we everybody has three except for Paul has two. You have one, so you're the leader. Okay. Um, so Paul's, Paul's in second place. Okay. Everybody else has three. So okay. I'm going to pick the Colts this week. Wow. I 
just don't trust the team on the road. They yeah, got to be a big swing it. game for our for our record battle. Here, it could but, be, yeah. And anyway, I hope road, I'm yeah. wrong. I hope I'm wrong for all the Buccaneer fans out there. Yeah. I, I take no pleasure in picking against. Hey, I said that too, and they did not care at all. That's true. <laughs> and then when the Saints <laughs> won, they told me it was my uh, fault. It's already <laughs> starting. I know. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get all the hate this week. Well, happy yeah. Thanksgiving to you all too, That's folks. Right. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Seriously, though, happy Thanksgiving to y'all. Y'all are great, and we appreciate you jumping in or tuning in for the shows. Uh, we will be back. Pewterboard.com is still going to have plenty of content. Yes. In fact, we have a million stories up from today. So make yep. sure you head on over there, read all the latest on injury reports, player performances, official commentary, pewter uh, preview yes. and predictions on Friday. We have the whole staff where you can find out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to change my pick either. I'm still sticking with it. Unless there's yeah. like a massive amount of Unless COVID like or Jonathan something. Taylor has COVID or something. Yeah. 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 Right. But, that um, might change things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there we go. Uh, that's uh, Scott and I's early thoughts on the game coming up against the Colts this week. Uh, everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving break. Yes, enjoy happy Thanksgiving. Time. Have some good time with family. Enjoy the football and the food and keep it locked to pewterreport.com for all your latest Bucks news and updates over the next couple of days as well until Sunday. Thanks so much for listening to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out.